Eating disorders is something that we commonly heard about but don't know much about. In this episode, we take into the depths of what an eating disorder is. What are the factors that lead to eating disorders? What is anorexia nervosa and bulimia? And a lot more. This episode is in conversation with Dr. Pragya Sharma, who is a PhD in clinical psychology. So without further ado, let's get right into the episode. So on today's episode where we talk about eating disorders, Pragya, what is an eating disorder? And is there like any difference between an eating disorder and uh, disorder eating? And if yes, what is it? So eating disorders are when you are not eating properly. So you're either eating more or you're eating less. There is some dysfunction in the way you are eating. And the basic difference between disordered eating and eating disorder is that eating disorder has a certain criteria and there are certain types. But disordered eating could be something as small as taking meals late, not eating enough mm-hmm. uh, or you know, skipping meals. But when we talk about eating disorders, it has a very predefined criteria like anorexia nervosa, bulimia nervosa. So we know uh, that, okay, only if a person fulfills this criteria, does he or she have an eating disorder. It's the difference between like sadness and depression, right? Sadness is something that all of us experience, but depression is taking it a little further. Mm -hmm. Right. Um, so what are the factors that lead to the development of eating disorders? So there are uh, a lot of factors. Of course, genetic is one in which, uh, you know, it could be something that a family member has any kind of a mental illness and it kind of trickles down through genes. Then, mm-hmm. of course, there are a lot of psychosocial factors involved. So in terms of how your relationship with food has developed over time, what was uh, your what were your childhood experiences with eating? Uh, were you scolded for not eating enough? Were you scolded for eating more? Were you um, made fun of for being a little overweight in school? Were you bullied? Right. So all these psychosocial factors kind of creep in about how you feel about food and your relationship with it. And of course, how the media portrays, you know, what what beautiful looks like or what kind of a physique or body you should you are supposed to have uh, also has an effect on your relationship with food and how you feel your body looks like uh, with respect to how much food you are taking in. Right. Um, so what are the gender differences in eating disorders? Like which gender is more prone to developing an eating disorder? Uh, it has been seen that that female gender is more prone to eating disorder because uh, we do have a fixed criteria of beauty, as I said, about how female body is supposed to look like uh, in terms of, you know, how the media portrays models or how we often see everyone in social media looking like in bikinis or when they wear a particular dress. So there's a lot of pressured uh, from the society, but also a lot of peer pressure, a lot of family pressure, you know, when we say that, all right, you're going to get married. So you have to trim down, you have to look like this particular form or someone is going to uh, like you only when you're in a certain shape. So also relationships define a lot of how and why the pressure is more on females. Not to say that men do not undergo eating disorders, they do, but the prevalence is more in females. Right. Um, So anorexia nervosa is one of the most common eating disorders, and I'm sure most of our listeners have also heard about it. Uh, What are some of the myths that you would like to bust when it comes to anorexia? So some of the myths, one being that 
people think anorexia is about starving yourself that you just uh, want to reduce your size or fit this particular shape but it's so much more than that because when i was talking about the psychosocial uh, reasons of causes of an eating disorder that's also something that anorexia is about when i was talking about one's relationship with food one's ideology of perfectionism and control because we see that uh, especially in a, in times like these in in pandemic when we are not able to control so many things around us maybe we are looking at food as something that we can control and that's also a relationship that builds up so it's so much more than starvation the other myth is that people think that if someone has anorexia then they would be like really thin you know if they are starving themselves out they have to be really thin but you never know a person who has a completely normal average body might also have anorexia nervosa so this is another myth that that starving yourself would eventually lead to being thin everyone's body is different and everyone's body will be uh, affected in different ways even with starvation uh the other myth uh is that men don't suffer from anorexia as i said that just because the prevalence is uh more in females doesn't mean that men don't have anorexia or do not undergo it uh some people feel that anorexia is a choice that you know you can you can stop starving yourself you can just go and eat uh your fill of food but it's again saying that you have depression get out of bed do your job you'll be fine it doesn't work like that as i said there are so many psychosocial reasons associated with an eating disorder again uh, another myth is that anorexia is just someone who's trying to gain attention this they're just trying to get some attention it's not uh it's it's so much more going on in the person's thoughts as i said about feelings of perfection feelings of control uh their relationship with food how their family members or peers have uh the words that they have said to this person to lead them to this journey of starving themselves so these these are a couple of myths right uh, so we spoke about anorexia right now uh, how does bulimia differ from anorexia so where anorexia is about eating much less than your body needs bulimia is about eating a lot more so mm-hmm. you are eating a lot more you are binging and then you're purging so after you eat a lot you try and make yourself sick you try and make yourself nauseous and you vomit out all that food because after a point you're like okay i ate so much now i have to get rid of it Mm-hmm. which is which is how it they are completely different from each other right um so what is binge eating disorder and how can you draw a line between normal binge eating and the binge eating disorder so uh binge eating is something that you do sometimes you know when you are emotional when you are often called emotional eating right i'm sad and i pick up a tub of ice cream and i finish it in one sitting or i eat a lot just because i don't want to uh, face my feelings or i just want to feel that sensation of being full that comes from a lot of uh, places of loneliness wanting to fill something up inside ourselves but when we are talking about a binge eating disorder we are necessarily talking about bulimia nervosa which has the other component of purging right so uh yeah. 
in in binge eating we don't go and make ourselves sick we just eat a lot and then we feel heavy and then we feel guilty about it but in binge eating disorder you are going and getting rid of all that excess food right uh, what is the treatment undertaken when a person has an eating disorder so uh cognitive behavior therapy comes in because the moment i have been talking about uh, psychosocial factors behind these eating disorders it's important to understand where and how it began did it begin in childhood did it begin in uh, teenage where did it began and and the factors that i was talking about in terms of was it bullying was it the parents expectations was it the relatives who kept saying you're too fat you'll not get a good guy you're too fat you will die of a heart attack and all these things so what is it that the client has formed a schema about you know this mm-hmm. this cognition about that okay no one will love me if i am fat uh if i don't look good no one will be my friend so i'm trying to figure out what that schema is and then restructuring that schema using cognitive behavior therapy this this distortion of thinking that the person has uh adhered to and is behaving in that way i have to work in this thought in order to change the consequent behavior of the eating disorder okay um so many eating disorders develop because of society's unrealistic standards of body weight so what can we as a future generation do to help this yes that's that's absolutely true because we have as i said only seen models on fashion runways in a particular shape and size and when we go and buy um you know branded clothes we see oh this is medium and this is x and this is s and we see that there are a lot of excess and s and medium rather than they are large and excel so we have this predefined notion that this is how everyone should look like and i think one of the things that is really helping these days is i see on instagrams all these influencers showing you know perfect bodies look like this but they can also look like this you know mm-hmm. that that whole meme is i i i think that's really fabulous because they are telling you that whatever you see in social media and on tv and uh these fashion blogs is not the truth right mm-hmm. our bodies can bloat they can look very different on two different days or even even on the same day in different timings and i see uh, all these clothes being made for plus size uh, women and i see uh, plus size women on the fashion runways you know walking and uh, showing off their uh, sass so, so i i think that's how that's how uh, it will all change all of us believing that a body cannot look the same and even when we are talking about weight two people can weigh exactly the same without having the mm-hmm. same body so just right. just knowing that is is kind of so enlightening for everyone and and accepting each other for who you are you know not not using words like fat and obese unless it's of course health related as long as a person is exercising keeping fit doesn't matter how they look like they just need to have the energy and they just need to be fit rest everything is just uh, society made right um that was quite a good episode i think a lot to learn from for me and i think for rashi as well definitely um like there's so much that i didn't know and that we don't learn in theory books so you know we're not taught in school i feel like um right. all of this um we just obviously taught the basics of it but we're not really taught of how to deal with it or you know how what correct terms to use to yeah. uh, talk to people with all, uh, with eating disorders and all of that so i think that was quite um, helpful 
So uh, thank you, Pragya, for being with us. Must must welcome. And to everyone listening, thank you for listening, and I'll see you guys in the next episode.